This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I am Chris Bentliff, and I'm joined by the man, Nelson Tepfer, our resident expert in all things CFO. And Nelson, uh, you and I were talking earlier, and we thought it'd be a great conversation to have about a part-time or fractional CFO versus a full-time. And I think that's really interesting, but let, let's back up even a little bit further from that. I mean, I have an accountant. I have a bookkeeper. I'm a small business. I'm not some razzle-dazzle enterprise with 16,000 employees. Do I really need a CFO? Well, first, Chris, thanks for having me. Always great talking to you. Um, and of course, the short answer is yes. <laughs> you still need a CFO or perhaps more accurately, a CFO's perspective. Mm. Whether it's someone you call a CFO who's delivering you that perspective, you have it, someone on your team has it, or someone else that you trust or in your trusted advisor group has it. It's that perspective that's so important because put simply, it helps align the goals of the company with the financial operations structure. It helps build that framework for financial management and growth. So how do we align where we're trying to go with the things we're doing today? How do we measure it? How do we implement it? How do we put those strategies in place? Is that's what, put simply, is that CFO's perspective? Or as I've jokingly referred to it, um, we help your finance and accounting function grow up. Ooh, that's interesting. So there's a ton to unpack in what you just shared. (laughs) (laughs) You said maybe you call it a CFO. So I might have that sort of trusted advisor on my team. Uh, but I call them something different, doesn't really matter as long as I'm getting some strategic perspective where finances are concerned and it isn't just ticking boxes or showing me reports or getting me ready for tax time or anything that I as a business leader might be thinking that's the function of finances in my operation. I feel like we're coming out of a, a really narrow view of the financial function uh, and growing up, as you said, into this sort of broader perspective. So, should I be challenging people in my organization to think bigger like this, or is it not that simple? Do I need to find the person who's best suited? So it's interesting you framed it that way. So yes, you should be finding those, you know, th- those people who, you know, but more importantly, you should have those people on your team who challenge you in your thinking of this. Interesting. Because those are the ones who are really going to help you define what that is to take it to the next level. It's easy for us to go to somebody and say, this is the answer I need. Can you give it to me? And they say, sure, here's the answer you need. It's far harder for them to turn that question around to say, do we have an answer for this? And for you as a business owner, to start thinking of it in that context is, yes, we need to develop an answer and this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. So it's, you know, yes, you need those people on the team who you can challenge, but also who will challenge you. And again, it comes from the experience and expertise where they're coming from versus what you already have on board. I mean, just that, Nelson, just that little (laughs) nugget is a really valuable, as you talk about the CFO's perspective, I think that there are a lot of business leaders who are used to, uh, as you said, is, can you give me the thing I need? And so they surround themselves with people who are equipped to give them the things they need. And what you're describing is somebody with a very different skill set who can not just complement, but in some ways lead in their own right which you should be surrounded by. Absolutely. And and I think the way we hear it most often when we talk to business owners is, you know, very common sentiment is, you know, Nelson, we don't know what we don't know. Mm. 
And if that's where they're coming into the conversation, then how are they going to hire that person who's going to tell, you know, who's that person they already have on their team if that's the way they feel now? What is the biggest obstacle to that? Is it, um, is it a, a personal characteristic where I resist uh, handing over the controls or I resist, you know, not feeling like I am in command of all the things as a business leader? Maybe I started this company or is it a, a professional characteristic? I'm not used to having that sort of capability around me. So I don't know how to flex that muscle. It's obviously both and a few other factors. Sometimes it truly is. They don't even know that it's a muscle they need to work out or flex, as you say, because they've never done this. So many business owners, if you think about when or how they started their business, it count, usually it comes from some measure of they know how to deliver a product or service really, really well. Whether that's a lawyer building out a law firm, whether that's an engineer building out a manufacturing company, whether that's a salesperson building out, there's always something that they know how to deliver really, really well. And then that business kind of grows and evolves. Or a family business, for instance, where they stepped into roles as the, as the family business grew. But now it's like, okay, now they have to run a business. It's not just the role that they had or the product or service that they know how to deliver. Now it's running a business around delivering that product or service. Now it's running a business when you just came from this one specific area in your company. And it's that perspective where you run into those conversations of they don't know what they don't know. Because when you, as you expand that vision, as you look at them more strategically, it's, okay, what are the missing pieces? And unless they've done this before, which, again, does happen, we know those serial entrepreneurs who've certainly gone on this route you know, numerous times, but most business owners do not fit that category. So they don't know the rest of the pieces that they're missing. They don't know the things they need to fill in to help them actually do this. Usually they're coming from a perspective of this is an area I know, and I'm trying to build out the knowledge and expertise around me. But if they don't know even what the pieces are, it's certainly hard for them to fill them in. So now we get into this idea of I'm surrounding myself with the right talent. And I think a lot of organizations uh, are confused about some of the functions where that CFO is from a full-time perspective or from an all-time perspective. And where that CFO comes in with expertise as needed or um, as uh, required and, and then can take that expertise that they have from other spaces and use that to the advantage. In other words, maybe I've got somebody who's been on my team for 10 years and they're really great at what we've been doing for 10 years. But part of what I hear you saying is that might not have been the right thing. And if you bring in some different perspective, well-rounded from different perspectives, different uh, uh, relationships, different engagements, you get different advantages. So when we get into this conversation about part-time versus full-time, for me, that is even the wrong characteristic because it, limit, it limits it to the type of engagement rather than the type of expertise. What are your thoughts on some of that? So, yeah, I mean, simply for, simply put, when you look at it in this context, yeah, you can always get a more experienced person, perhaps if you're on the part-time space, than usually what you can afford in the full-time, if you want to just look at it as an affordability issue. But what we look at, what's just so important to recognize in this conversation is just what we step back to say is most organizations simply do not need a full-time CFO. Like that shift has happened, you know, I would say over the past probably 10 to 20 years or so where it's recognizing what they actually need is this accounting and finance built out correctly to support them. The title is sitting at the top, full-time, part-time, all the different pieces you build. It's important to recognize what it is we're building. So you say full-time versus part-time, sure, full-time will cost you this, part-time will cost you this. But it's important to recognize that at the part-time level, it's about build, part-time or full-time level, it's about building that function that is systematic, sustainable, and scalable. 
it's building out that framework for financial management and growth. So when we get into the full-time and part-time discussion, that's where we start. We first start the conversation is, okay, well, what is this whole thing doing for you? And therefore, whoever is managing it, whether they're full-time, part-time, half-time, whatever you want to call it, is this what they're building for you? You know, I was looking at the website and some of the special, special specialties of ProCFO partners go outside what I think is sort of your typical context of financial functions like systems and processes. And you and I have talked about relationships and leveraging some of those relationships. How does that uh, perspective come in as you're talking about what do we want to build and what is this thing and what's your goal and destination? Where, where do you feel like some of the skill sets outside of whatever I think are typical come into play in unique characteristics in this way? Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com That is really interesting. You know, we think of those systems and processes as more of a foundational area of a financial function. We think of it of what's going on day to day that makes the company take in this function. So some of it are the different pieces that exist there and knowing what you should or shouldn't be getting from those areas, whether it's, okay, what should you be getting from your account? You know, which bank should we work with type of thing? But it also is something as simple as how do we build? What's our collection process? Mm. There are so many different areas involved in building this. And of course, there are so many stories, unfortunately, we see where, you know, for instance, we spoke to one company where there was a very big delay in how they build, how they build their, their customers. And a lot of it came down to when they put their procedure in place, when they were literally one-tenth of their size, it worked for at that time. But as they grew and the person responsible for that became different departments, became different people in different departments, it wasn't redone to support where they were currently. Mm. That's what we think about and what does that mean to build this function that supports it? So there are so many different pieces involved in that. You know, we talked about whether it's systems and processes or reporting, reporting or meaning not just data, but insight. You know, it's not just data, but actual, you know, actual something that you can use to make those decisions you need to. Every company has data. Unfortunately, not enough companies have insight. Oh, that's an interesting perspective. So when the example that you shared where their billing system or wherever their function was really worked well for them when they were 10 to the size, are they self-aware? So when, when, what kind of problems do you run into a lot? So for instance, that one, when we were talking to them, they were having a cash flow issue because they didn't start the process of collecting until I forgot the exact number of days, 30 to 45 days after they finished the project. And if you're first delaying to start invoicing a client or a customer until 30 to 45 days afterward, that's when you start your collection process. You just push down when your cash is coming in by at least that amount. So they knew, look, the cash flow is weird. And it was on your investigation that you were able to say, well, let's look at this really outdating billing situation that you guys have rolling. So is that because I think a lot of times there's an intimidation factor. Tell me if you agree where I feel like I need to know in order to get the most out of, for instance, 
a CFO services. And I don't think that, I think I don't need to know what I don't need to know. You're going to, that's your job to help me figure out what I don't know. When we get called in, unfortunately, there's almost always some type of issue. There's a symptom. Yeah. There's a cash flow issue. There's a bank that can, you know, and that cash flow issue, for instance, that was just one area. We ran into another cash flow issue where they had a really high rate of financing in place because they couldn't get standard bank financing. So, but the real problem, unfortunately, was with the accountant that they were working with. Because the way they were reporting it, basically, the way their financial statements were set up, it didn't really allow them to get real bank financing. This was a very healthy company, you know, I think 10 years old at the time. So it wasn't like a new entity, which many banks are scared of. It was in a good space. Unfortunately, it was just the way their financial statements were being portrayed to the bank made them not, not an organization that the bank wanted to lend to. So they had to pay this really high rate financing, which impacted their cash flow. Now, did they know that was the reason when we started the conversation? No. They had a cash flow problem. Hmm. You know, I was doing some reading on startups and founders and entrepreneurs, and um, there was a discussion about financial anxiety and how I might be really great at something, design or innovation or understanding the customer's journey. I, as you said, I created something, and I'm really great at creating that something. I might be really great at selling that thing, but when it comes to managing or understanding the finances of my company, I have a weakness and I'm afraid of it and I'm afraid to acknowledge its depth. And so I'll sort of ignore it because the anxiety is there. Do you experience this? We do. Um, absolutely. And unfortunately, that's often why we get called in much later than we should be is because they've already experienced that. And unfortunately, the pain needs to get the, the pain of calling us needs to get needs to outweigh the pain of not calling us when we get called in, which is always which is not the best place to be. We always prefer working with companies before it gets that bad. You know, but there are various scenarios where we get called in. It's like, well, why didn't we do this? Why didn't you do this three years ago? I said, like, oh, we didn't know we could do something like that. Or we didn't know we should do something like that. So from our perspective, always, you know, when it comes to business owners, we always suggest, you know, ask, ask your trusted advisors, ask your team, ask the people around you, have the conversations. It doesn't mean you need to go hire somebody. You need to go bring in a service like this one, but start the conversation because every business owner, and that's very often what we see is, is a sigh of relief when we're talking to the business owner. It's like, you mean we're not alone in this? You mean this is common, these issues? And they are. Almost every business owner goes through some variation of all of everything we discussed, whether it's to that extreme or to that degree or any of those shapes or forms. But it's very common, these business issues. And there's plenty of advice and resources out there to help many of them overcome it. Let's talk a little bit about what some of that advice and resources are, because I think knowing you as I do uh, and knowing Halle, the other managing partner uh, and, and co-founder, I think you guys have a really unique perspective on this stuff. I love some of the things even we've talked about today. I love the idea of putting things in context, not just content. I love the idea of insights. We have a lot of data, but not everybody have, has insights. What do you feel, just from your breadth of experience and all the things you've done, What's unique about you? What's unique about ProCFO Partners in this space? Why are you not like every other trusted guidance uh, advisor support? Because for us, it really is about aligning the goals with what's being built. It's not just here, you need a better reporting system. Here's your financial statement reports on a monthly basis. It's not just, you know, great, you need, a new, you need, a, you need help with the system implementation. Here's your system, thank you and goodbye. Or you need a better profitability analysis. Great, here's your break even, thank you and goodbye. It's how do these pieces fit together in line with those goals? Okay. For instance, something as simple as budgeting without the context of setting those goals first to where we're trying to get the company to go to. 
something as simple as budgeting is what are we budgeting for? I remember there's always a famous cartoon I like pulling up to demonstrate the point. And I may send it to you to put up afterward, but it's, you know, you see a group of people sitting around a boardroom table. And it's like, well, if we only spend $5 on marketing and operations this year, we'll have money for pizza for lunch. <laughs> and something as simple as that just really drives on the point. What are we budgeting towards? What are we budgeting for? What are we trying to support? When we develop something as simple as a budget, because budgeting is forecasting, forecasting is goal setting, and the KPIs that develop measure how well we're achieving this. It's how everything fits in context. And, you know, getting involved, you know, where we started the conversation of the full-time versus the part-time, it's always a fascinating conversation, and it's one I have so often. And one of my favorite ways of, of really hitting home that point, it's really goes down to, you know, yes, we talk about this function and different elements that support in building this, but... I remember talking to a CFO of a pretty large organization. Now, I was speaking to him in the context, I was trying to help one of the employees who unfortunately during COVID, you know, he was going to have to let go. And we were trying to help him find the next role for that employee. And I was talking to the CFO and telling him a little about who we are, what we do. And he asked me, you know, that sounds great, but how do you do this for such large companies, you know, on a part-time basis? And I said to him, I was speaking to him about 5, 5.30 in the afternoon, evening after a full day of work. I said, how much of your day today was spent on actual CFO responsibilities? And he just burst out laughing because as CFOs, which we all have been on our team, we know there's so much of what we get pulled into when we're full-time that's just not CFO relevant. I had a very similar conversation with a large organization where I was speaking to the CEO and founder and their chief administrative officer. And they said, how can you do this? We've only had full-time CFOs. How can you do this on a part-time basis? And I said, it's pretty simple. Each of you give me five to 10 things your previous full-time CFO was doing as their day-to-day responsibilities. And they both did. And I looked at the list of about 15 items and I say, okay, of these, how many of them are real CFO responsibilities? And we crossed off half of them in a very quick conversation like that, that these were not CFO responsibilities. He was doing them because no one else was. And that's why we keep talking about what does it mean to build that function that is systematic, sustainable, and scalable? Because he was being pulled into something which they should have had the VP of credit to deal with. Or, you know, it's those kind of conversations. What are the different pieces that are there that need to be built out. And that's where you go back to, they don't know what they don't know. They know CFO because that's you know, a nice title and sounds good. I need a CFO because I don't have a good handle on the finances. Well, what does that mean to not have a good handle on it? And what does it mean when you say you need a CFO? And that's where our conversation goes back into full circle of what we've been discussing. What are the different pieces that are there? Who's doing them? And what is it that you're looking to actually accomplish with this function? It's great advice. It's great perspective. And as always, Nelson, every time we talk, I think we need to come back for part 14. So uh, (laughs) I'm looking forward to doing that. Thanks for joining me today. Nelson Tepfer, managing partner and co-founder of ProCFO Partners. You have a brilliant mind and I really enjoy when we get a chance to, to talk through this stuff together. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com for more strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help you put your business's financial picture in context.